So Hilary, what makes questioning so important on a call, you know, rather than just telling the customer what's good about the service? Mm. Well, that's a good question, Tom. Um, <laughs> Well, I think if you imagine that you've just met someone for the first time and uh, all they do is talk to you and at you for the first 10 minutes, you're soon going to disengage or get bored or or want to look away and find someone else to uh, speak with. (laughs) So if you imagine, you know, that impact on somebody on the other end of the telephone, if in fact, rather than talking to them about themselves or asking them anything about themselves, you just talk at them. it's not going to have a very good impact. Okay, so you said then talking at them isn't going to have a good impact. Does that mean you've got to be interested and or, or do you have to be interesting? What's better? Um, well, I would always say we all love to be interesting, don't we? Um, and uh, that's great. But in the context of getting to know someone and um, if we want to sell something to somebody, we need to get to know them. Um, and we need them to find us interesting, then the best way is to be interested. When I was um, very new to business and I was trying to launch my own business, I used to go to various networking events and business breakfasts. And one of the best bits of advice I heard there was, you know, if you want to get on and if you want to make contacts um, and get to know people, be interested, not interesting. Mm -hmm. Um, And if you think about that sentence, and sort of dissect it a bit, it's really interesting. Um, So, you know, it's all about getting someone to engage with you, and the more they feel they have the opportunity to talk about themselves, because let's face it, ultimately, that's what we're most interested in, (laughs) ourselves. It's human Um, nature. It is, and you'll see the best leaders, the best managers, you know, are genuinely interested in their team, in their people, or, and if you're selling, if you're genuinely interested in your customer or your prospects' needs, problems, challenges, then they will engage with you. So be interested is always my recommendation. A bit of a curveball question here then. Can you tell if someone is just trying to be interesting and, and isn't interested at all in what you've, you've got to say? I think you can. I mean, I think most of us can, can't we, really? Yeah. Um, And, you know, there are some telltale signs. So if somebody is talking a lot or clearly not listening to you, so maybe you tell them a few things about yourself and five minutes later they ask you the same question again about yourself. Um, Or if they sort of drift off when you start talking and looking around the room, um, you can tell that they're not interested. Over Over the telephone, I think it's very easy to detect if somebody is just asking questions for the sake of it and trying to feign interest or whether they genuinely are interested. And I would say that in sales, we, we can't fake it. We have to be genuinely interested. And that's something which, you know, we have to learn but um, and practice. But, of course, when I'm recruiting salespeople, I think one of the top qualities you're looking for in a salesperson is their inquisitive nature. If somebody's inquisitive and always wants to learn and find out new things and has a natural sense of inquisitiveness, then they're going to make good salespeople. Um, But I can uh, detect very easily if somebody isn't really interested in in me. And, you know, they need to be if they want me to buy from them. Okay. So on the topic of of being interested, then, how can you make sure your questioning 
covers multiple levels. For example, trying to create trust with the prospect um, while still trying to uncover pain points without mm. asking hundreds of questions and yeah. just trying to sound like you're talking about yourself. Interestingly, if we can, if we think about and we do a little bit of preparation, then what we want to think about is who am I calling? Um, what is this prospect or customer likely to be doing? What are their needs likely to be? We need to think about that. What are their problems likely to be? What sort of business are they in? And how can my service or product help them? Okay. So do a little bit of research and think about that and then plan your questions accordingly. Um, but in terms of uh, building trust and rapport, so a good question, if I ask you a really good question about, you know, so, so um, you know, Tom, what, what made you get into sales? And, and you might expand upon that. And, and, and how did that come about? You know, what did you do at university? Mm. And, um, you know, w w since you've been in sales, what have you found most interesting and challenging. If I go on, if I talk about that in a sequence of questions and listen to your answers, you're soon going to realize that I am genuinely interested in you. Yeah. I haven't asked just one question. I've followed it up with other interesting questions based on what your replies have been to me. It's being responsive is the key. It's then. being responsive. It's being engaged in the moment and genuinely listening and following up one question with another relevant question. Um, now, if I'm doing that, all of the time, that's establishing my credibility with you. It's a building trust because I think to trust someone, you have to feel that they have your interests at heart. Um, you have to know, feel that you know someone quite well. And so to accelerate that process over the phone in a sales call, questioning and listening is a really good way of doing that. So the more I ask, the more I listen, the more I respond appropriately, um, the more trust and the credibility I'm building. And in fact, that doesn't necessarily take many questions because if I ask you a good question, your, your response may be quite detailed. By the time we've discussed that and probed it a bit more, it may have gone on for 10 minutes. And, and yeah. actually, it may all have come from just one question. So what you're saying then, you know, it's better to have uh, just a couple questions sorted and be reactive than have loads of questions planned down? Or is it sometimes better to have loads of questions planned down and, and thought out? Never does any harm to have questions planned down, exactly. but I think we have to be flexible and adaptable. So whilst I would never, ever suggest that anybody uses a script when they're selling, mm -hmm. um, you should be fully prepared. You should have a framework of questions um, ready in front of you that you can fall back on or that you can use as a prompt or a reminder or to bring the call back on, t on track if you've digressed in that call. There's nothing wrong with digressing. It may be just what you need to build that rapport with the prospect, but you always want to pull it back. So have a list of questions, absolutely, um, because it gives you confidence, it makes you feel prepared, makes you feel like you'll be able to cope with anything that comes up in the call. But you have to be ready to you know adapt and flex during that call um don't expect to ask all the questions they're just there as a prompt and to help you keep that in mind how do you open up then a tough prospect maybe you've asked them some questions about them you've mentioned a bit about yourself but they're not really mm. interested they're not really engaging but it's a key account for you to focus on yeah that's a really good one i think um You've got to be prepared to, if you like, push or break through what I call the glass wall. So yep. rather than a glass ceiling, if you imagine, <laughs> you can see or hear the, the prospect very clearly. You appear to be speaking um, and getting on okay, but there's that 
glass wall which you can go so far but you can't get any further and they're keeping you at arm's length then I think my and this does take a bit more confidence and maybe more experience but I would encourage you to do it you need to break through that glass wall and, and, and really connect with the prospect. If you can sense that this isn't the right time or there's some resistance, there's nothing wrong with saying, do you know what, I, I'm, I'm sensing a bit of resistance. Maybe I've caught you at a bad time. Okay. Um, or, you know, I'd really love to build a relationship with you in the long run, uh, Mr. Bloggs, but I can sense that, you know, maybe now isn't the right time. So or, it's, or it's, it's putting that human element on yes. it Yes. Just confront in a nice way and in a polite way. Just confront the elephant in the room, as it were. <laughs> there clearly is something where they're, they're not happy to share or they still have reservations. And if you just try and break through that and yeah. say, look, when, when can we speak? Or what is it that, you know, ultimately we, we, you know, we might be able to help you with? How can we move this conversation forward? Ask them for their help. But just do something to break through that wall and to connect with them. Because quite often we go through a whole sales call and they're going through the motions and we're going through the motions and we both actually know deep down that this isn't going anywhere. And so you just have to have a little bit of courage, I think, and do that. Does that make sense? Yeah, perfect. I mean, so going off from that then, what are some key things to look for when you're speaking to someone that maybe they don't want to talk about a certain aspect, but maybe if you drill a little bit harder, they'll open up and mm. you'll get you'll get the sale or you get the appointment. Yeah. Well, there's two ways of looking at it. You could drill a bit harder and, and maybe, you know, keep on keeping on. But I think it might be worth then, if you're finding resistance, I would say don't keep pushing down that line because okay. it's just going to really irritate them. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, you know, that's what salespeople get a bad name for, isn't it? That, yeah. that you, you sort of keep going when actually clearly the signals coming back are that they don't want to go there. So I would say try to shift the um, shift the paradigm or the emphasis of what, you know the way you're looking at this call. Okay. So once we had a, a client and, and they said to me, you know, one of our challenges is that um, we want to talk to um, manufacturing companies and we o- but we only really want to talk to them when they have a project, a live project coming up. Okay. And um, they said, so if we call and say, have you got a project? and the prospect says, well, no, not at the moment, we've not got anything planned, then what do we do? We've got nowhere to go. (laughs) Just put the phone down. (laughs) Yeah, and I said, well, the the thing to do is to reframe that. Don't ring up and ask them if they have a live project coming up because you're heading down a cul-de-sac. It's high risk. If they say yes, then great, you can talk to them about the project. But let's face it, most of them maybe don't have, but that doesn't mean to say you couldn't be working with them in the long term. Yeah. So why don't you ring up and say, you know, interested in your long-term business plans, we're interested in initiating a relationship with you so that maybe, you know, when the time's right, we can talk to you about our solutions. Tell me about your business, tell me about your, your plans, tell me about what's important to you at the moment in manufacturing, and go that way in. So if you reframe your question and if you move... Um, to a different, safer patch, which yeah. is non, non, you know, it's non-confrontational. Then maybe the prospect would be happy to discuss it in those terms. But if you go straight into the jugular and ask a really direct question, then maybe you're putting the prospect under too much pressure too early in the call, and that's when they'll, you know, maybe quite rightly, they'll they'll, they'll resist. Yeah, I suppose it's all then. What you're saying is. You've, you've tried one alleyway, that may not work, but that doesn't mean the phone call's over. There's no. always another way to yeah. get what you're looking for. Yeah. Or, you know, if, it really, if you really have gone down one, one route and, and you can't recover it in that call, yeah. 
you know, I would then say it's best to maybe retreat a bit <laughs> and regroup and just say, look, thanks very much for your time today. Can I stay in touch? We'd be very keen to build a relationship over the long run. Can I call you back in a month or two? Yeah. And, you know, continue to build an understanding of, you know, what's important to you and how we might work together in the future. So it's just being tactical on that, on that yeah. front. So you might get the opportunity in the call. It's your judgment. Should you continue the call and try another route right there and then or should you maybe retire from that call and come back another day with a different approach um always keeping the prospect on side always checking that that's okay with them yeah and being consultative you know this is just about uh, me wanting to build a relationship with you how can we best go about that yeah yeah so it's not always selling then it's no. always building a relationship and yes. trying to engage with the prospect at every point. Yes. Maybe you don't get them on the phone. You send them an email. Maybe they don't get the email. You send them a LinkedIn. Is there any key questions you would have that could really just get you in there and sort of not a one size fits all solution, but something that can certainly turn a call on its head completely and, and work in your favor? Yeah, I mean, can I just answer the other point you made yeah, about, sure. um, so, you know, it's not really necessarily about sales. It's about relationship building. Relationship building is sales. I think sometimes people misunderstand um, that if they're not talking and if they're not telling someone about their product, they're not selling. But what I, what I want to get across here is your, your ability to show interest, to be inquisitive, to ask the right questions at the right time is selling. Yeah. None of us ask enough questions. None of us um, are inquisitive enough. There's always more you can do around that. So never think um, that you you're doing enough in that area and don't misunderstand um telling someone about your product uh, you know think that's selling selling actually is questioning and listening more than anything else um in terms of sort of killer questions <laughs> um i think it's about uh th there are some great ones which you can always ask so you know um something Again, putting the, the customer at the heart of everything and asking them, you know, when you are looking at a new system, what will be important to you okay. in terms of selecting it? You know, what, are you, what, what is your criteria for choosing um, a new product or a new service? So whatever you are selling, you need to ask the customer, what are they looking for when they buy something like that? So if a customer is saying to you, look, I've just, I've just employed a new accountant, so I won't be looking to um, you know, talk to any other accountancy firms yeah. in the near future, then you can say that's absolutely fine. Um, I hope that goes well. We'd be really keen to keep in touch um, should you know, the opportunity ever arise in the future. Just for my information, you know, when you look for um, an accountant or you know, in terms of your um, business, what's important to you in terms of what you're looking for from an accountancy firm? Okay, it takes the pressure off, doesn't it? It takes the pressure off. It's a great question because at some point in the future, you will want to go back to them and have another conversation. And therefore, you will have A, shown interest. B, shown that you've listened to them and you're not going to carry on selling to them because clearly it's not yeah. the right time. And C, you will have gathered some really good information about what they look for in an accountancy firm. Yeah, shows you're being respectful as well of their wishes. Absolutely. They don't want to be sold to, but you can still gain something. So when you finish in your report and you, you're typing up the call notes, yeah. you've, you, know, you, you can see you've actually got value from every call you make. Yes, and they, and they feel... They feel that you've respected them, that you've shown, still shown a level of interest, but also that you're, you know, you are a keen yeah. uh, salesperson and business person, 
and that not they will respect you. you for that as well. Yeah, yeah. I would just say always remember that um, you know your your questioning are your questions are your most powerful sales tool. Yeah. Um, and I have heard and witnessed myself, but when I listen to calls that my team make, I can hear the impact of the questions they ask. Mm -hmm. And so you can go from someone at the top end of the call. Um, who really is not very engaged, maybe. And, and, and this is something to remember. Yeah. When, when you call somebody, you have done some preparation. You have thought about what you want to talk to them about. They have not. Mm. So the call comes as a surprise to them. Their first reaction will probably be, their default setting is, we don't need anything, thank you very much, yeah. we're not interested. Yeah. That's not necessarily... Um, the facts but at the beginning of the call that will be their stance you need to give them time to warm up to the conversation so questions at the beginning good gentle questions can give mm. them an opportunity to talk to warm up and open questions as yeah, well. yeah open questions by the time they've started to talk a little bit about themselves and maybe their challenges or their situation they will have caught up with the conversation and they might start thinking do you know what I know I said at the top of the call that it wasn't appropriate or I wasn't interested, but actually yeah. I am a little bit interested. Tell me more. Yeah, you've changed their mind completely just because they've seen that you're not a robot that's yeah. just trying to fill in a form. They have. They've had time to uh, process their thoughts. So if you ask somebody a question, they will start to think about the answer. If it's a really good question that's appropriate and relevant, yeah. then they will start to process their thoughts Someone once, um, I listened to someone speaking once about the power of, of, of getting someone to express what maybe they had previously only thought. Yeah. So if, 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 for example, I'm a business person and in my business I might be thinking, we need, uh, we need a new, I don't know, a new CRM solution. This just isn't working. I will be thinking that and processing it in my thoughts. But until I actually vocalize it, and maybe a salesperson will call me and ask me about my CRM, the challenges we have in recording customer information and what the problems that causes. Yeah. If I start to articulate it and speak about it, it becomes real. So what I was just thinking about, if I actually vocalize it, it becomes much more solid in my thoughts. Yeah. It becomes a thing. So if we allow our prospects to talk about their needs and challenges, as they do so, their thoughts about how they can engage with us and use us will change. And that's the power of questioning. So I would leave that with people is be brave, think about the questions you can ask, be interested, um, and it will absolutely reap rewards. Brilliant. Well, thank you very much. You're very welcome. Well, thanks for listening. If you want to take a further look at how we tackle total sales, then just head over to our website. It's broadly-speaking.com. We're also on Twitter at Broadly. Just search Broadly Speaking on Facebook and LinkedIn to find us there as well. Our podcasts can be found on Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, to be honest, wherever you really get your podcasts. And you can also download our podcasts early and listen to them offline. Just visit our website.